Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Angel R. Talk. And for those of you who don't know, I am a Zumba instructor. On this episode, I am going to talk about five things that I believe make a great Zumba instructor. Your energy and vibes, your music and playlist, your choreography, cues and direction, and finally, the most controversial of all, facing your class. The city of New York, Boricua from the Bronx. Let's talk about what makes a good Zumba instructor. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your booty. You can do Different it. people have different ideas as to what they consider good. Everyone has their own opinions on what is their style, preferred method, and so on. Y'all know the saying, opinions are like buckles. Everybody's got one. But I'd like to touch on what I personally, in my opinion, believe are some of the very core aspects that you should have as a Zumba instructor. And I would say that this applies to all other formats as well. But let's focus primarily on the Zumba aspect of it for this conversation. Don't get it twisted though. This applies to everything. It's universal. One of the things that is really important, in my opinion, is your energy and vibe. What does that mean? It means that you have to enjoy what you are doing. So if you're going to teach and you don't enjoy teaching, more often than not, we will know that. We can sense from your energy and vibes. Now this right here is some real talk. If you don't want to teach, stay the fuck home. If you don't love what you do, stay the fuck home, motherfucker. We're going to be able to tell. So first and foremost, I believe you have to love teaching. You have to enjoy it. You have to want to do it. That is going to show on the energy you project to the group. In order for you to motivate people and to make them feel good and to make them happy, you yourself have to bring that to the table. That's what your energy is and the vibe that you bring. And like I said, if you ain't feeling it and you come in that way, we're going to know. It's going to make for a shitty class. That's why I say just stay home. I taught a class and I wasn't feeling very well. I had neck pain. I had back pain. My ankle hurts. My shoulder hurts. I'm pretty achy. But despite that, my energy and my vibes were good because I was happy to be there. I love to teach and it comes across even when I'm jacked up like I am now. I enjoy doing it. Even though I am in pain, my energy and vibes were not affected. If my energy and vibes were affected, then I would sub the class out. I'd stay home. I would not come in to teach. I'd rather take the day off and let somebody else who is better prepared teach than go in there and not give my all. And though physically I am in pain, I was mentally feeling great and enough to make up for the physical pain. So one of the most important items, in my opinion, is your vibe and your energy. You got to be in the right place. You got to love it and you got to bring it and show it to them. Now, of course, it works both ways. If the group is very quiet, they're not really vibing and they're not giving energy. That's going to affect you as an instructor. If you didn't know it, instructors also need energy from you. We vibe off of your energy. It gives us life. I've given up classes because I felt the vibes from the group were not on point. And y'all know I keep it 100. The folks in Fordham Road, 
they didn't like my style. The folks in Riverdale, they didn't like my style. The folks in Richmond Hill, they didn't like my style. So I stopped going to those areas to cover classes. If they don't like my style, that's cool. We don't vibe. It's all good. The classes in Richmond Hill, I gave them up. They like my other classes. They didn't like my Zoom, but that's cool. I gave them up. I live by this. And it wasn't fun for me. And if it's not fun for me and I am not happy, how can I project that to you? I'm not just talking for the hell of talking. I live by this. Your energy and vibes gotta be right. As an instructor, you bring your A game. If they ain't feeling you, that's cool. You just learn your lesson. Okay, this particular group ain't for me. Sometimes you could win them over and other times you just gotta let go. But you gotta bring your A game and do your part. The next item that I think is really, really important is your music and your playlist. La musica tan importante. Now this is kind of like an extension of your energy and your vibe because it is going to reflect in a way how you're feeling, how your, your style is and all that. I happen to be a very high energy, high intensity instructor. Even when I'm jacked up like I am now, I come and I bring my all. And whatever that all may be for that day, but I bring my all. I ain't playing. I bring it to that else. I bring the energy. I bring the vibes. I bring the high energy music, great music. I have a playlist that I test and test and test until it feels perfect. I'm talking flow state, motherfucker. I just literally finalized my playlist and I'm gonna test it on Saturday. The final version that I think is the perfect playlist for right now. That's how much love and energy I put into it. I take the songs, I arrange them in a certain order, I try them. If the class feels too long and I'm too aware of what's happening, then that playlist isn't right. And I adjust it, I change the song, I move the song, and I go and I do this over and over until it's right, until it feels right to me that I have this flow state where I am not aware of time, I'm not thinking about the songs, I am just flowing. A flow state is kind of like saying you're in the zone. You're so lost in the moment that you're not aware of time. A one hour class will feel like five minutes. That is a flow state and that is what I want. Yesterday's class, I had two songs that I was aware and it didn't feel like a flow state. The, the warm up was six minutes. The other song was four minutes. Those two didn't feel right to me. I have a 10 minute warm up. So I removed the four minute song and the six minute warm up and replaced it with the 10 minute warm up. That change, I think, completes the playlist. And I'll find out. I'll find out on Saturday when I try it out. The rest of the time, I wasn't aware of time. I wasn't thinking about it. I was just in a flow state. So that change, I think, will make this the playlist that I'm going to go to for now. But that's the point. That's how much effort and love and trial and error I put into this. Now, believe it or not, that effort, that passion, that work that I put into it, it shows. And on days that I slip up, if I switch a song and I don't plan it out properly, that also shows. And I too am aware of it. I don't just put together one reggaeton song, one cumbia song, one salsa song, one merengue song, and that's it, right? Using rhythms that they require from us. I put time and energy and love into it. It's a passion for me. It's replaced clubbing for me. You know, it's my dancing. It's, it's a passion and I... I believe that that comes across in my classes and that's why 
people continue to come and it continues to grow. And that's probably why I have the biggest, most crowded class at 24 hour fitness. It's not to say I'm the best instructor because I'm not, there are better instructors than me. There's better dancers and all that stuff, but I, I am passionate about it. I am real about it. I am passionate. I love it. And the day that I don't love it, I'll stop doing it. Some people talk just to talk, but when I say the day I don't love it, I won't do it. I live by that shit and I've already implemented. Listen out. And I have already applied this. I've given up classes because I didn't love them. I'm not doing this because of the money. I don't make a lot of money doing this. It's a passion for me. I enjoy it. And it's also a workout. Back in the days, I thought, hell, I could be getting paid for being in here and working out, doing what I'm doing anyway. Why not get paid? That's actually one of the reasons I became an instructor. Little known fact. Oh yeah, and you also get a free gym membership at all the gyms you take. So your music and your playlist gotta be on point. You gotta love the music. You gotta feel it. You gotta be one with it. That's so important. You'll notice that I spend a lot of time on this particular aspect. And that's because, once again, it's really important. It drives the class. Because again, it's going to tie into, as I said, is an extension of your energy and your vibe. Music and playlists, so important. And one of the things that I believe makes people want to come to my class, they always compliment my music. Can I get your playlist? Oh my God, Angel, I love your music. It's so good, so high energy, and I just love They love it. the music, and that's, I'm proud of that. I put work into it. You're damn right I'm proud of it. I should be proud of it. I am proud of it. I put the work into it and I'm damn proud of Choreo it. Choreo simplicity. Zumba is supposed to be for everybody. Not just dancers. Not just athletic people. Not just fit people. It's for everybody. From the very young to the very old. I am not a dancer. I am not built like a dancer. I am not graceful like a dancer. I am not flexible like a dancer. I am an awkward, goofy, freaking guy who used to lift weights and somehow decided that he could also teach Zumba and dance on stage in front of 70 women. How did that happen? I have no idea. But the type of person that I am, the build that I have, the gracefulness or lack thereof that I have, all that means that my choreo needs to be something that I myself can do. And I'm not a freaking dancer. Now that right there, those are some real hard facts. Your boy ain't no damn beautiful swan, you know what I'm so, saying? So, one of the things I learned initially when I started um, my Zumba journey was that the choreography needs to be simple enough for anyone to follow. It is my goal that a person walks into my class for the first time never having taken my class, never having taken Zumba class, not knowing anything about Zumba, but with some very, very basic, simple direction would be able to follow my class. I ain't never done Zumba before. Don't worry about it, girl. I'm on point. That's my philosophy. I should be able to walk into your class and not need to take your class 10 times to memorize your choreography. You should be directing me and it should be simple, something that I could pick up. And that's another thing that I pride myself on. And it's another thing that a lot of people have complimented me on. Angel, your choreography is intense. It's fun, but it's also easy to follow. That's important. It's got to be something that is accessible to anyone. I have people that are 70, 75 years old that come take my class and they can do it. 
they modify the moves. I give you an easy version and then I give you the intense version. But I'm not talking about the, the intensity right now. I'm talking about the choreography and making it simple and accessible for anyone. That's important to me. I am not a dancer. I'm not a fancy dancer. I can't dance. I go to a wedding and I, I'm a wallflower I'm against the wall. I used to go to the clubs. And if I didn't drink, I didn't dance. I had to get buzzed to, to bring the inhibitions out so that I get out there and dance. Not once I got that lick of courage in me and I was on stage butt naked. True story. How the hell did I end up being a Zuma instructor? I don't know. But also, I'll say it's part of therapy for me. Getting up there and dancing helps me overcome my shyness, my anxiety, all that. It's, it's so much that I get out of this. But I want you to get something out of it. And if you come to the class and the entire time you're confused and you can't follow me, you're going to get frustrated. You're not going to enjoy yourself and you're not going to come back. You're not going to get anything. Trust me, if you're in a class and you're just trying to figure out what the hell is going on, that's not fun. You're not going to come back. You're not going to enjoy yourself. You're not going to get a sweat on. You're going to be frustrated. So it's important to keep the choreography simple so that everybody can follow it. I know that some instructors out there are fancy dancers. Some of you come from backgrounds in dancing and dancing and it's your thing. And I do not presume to tell you how to conduct your classes. But I can tell you if I can't follow your class, most people cannot. And that means they ain't going to come back. I won't come back to your class. Real talk. Let's talk about cues and direction. In my opinion, this is another bannable offense. If you don't cue and you don't direct the people, I will not take your damn class. Sorry, I won't do it. If you do not provide direction and I'm trying to catch up and figure out what the hell you're doing the whole time because you're not telling me, nope, not gonna happen. You as the instructor are the person who tells the participants where to go, what to do, how many times to do it. It is very important that you cue. Cue means tell them what to do. If you're going to go to the left, point to the left. If you're supposed to do four counts, put up the number four. This kind of reminds me of boot camp. I used to march our flight and it was like driving a car, having everyone in perfect sync in unison with one another. I've, I've, or it's the same in a Zumba class. Now, some people will think that you're putting up the number four and they'll put up the number four. You explain that to them after the first time. No, this is the count of what we're doing, right? Some, some people will follow you in a literal sense. And some people simply don't have good coordination or rhythm. And that's okay. You leave those people alone. Let them do their thing. Let them enjoy themselves however they're enjoying themselves. That's all they're there for. Don't, don't bother them. If you want to try to uh, coach them and guide them, read their energy. Some people straight up don't want attention on them. You got to be discreet, kind of let them let you know that they want it. Otherwise, just leave them alone. But don't put anyone on the spot. I've learned that the hard way. Sometimes I go to help someone and they look at me like, uh, like get away from me. You're embarrassing me. You're bringing attention. And I leave them alone. And others engage with me and show me that they want me to show them. So you got to read that. But I'm talking about in general, right? In general, the people in the class need to be guided. Now, of course, if you use choreography or wow, people will learn it and all that. And that's nice. But I'm talking about a person walking into your class for the first time, having never taken Zumba. You're going to tell them which direction to go, how many times. You're going to cue the movements, do them in advance, point them out, pre-cue so that they know what to do and they're comfortable. This is very important. 
again, everything's tying together, right? The simplicity of the choreography. If your choreography has all these spins, turns, and all these crazy moves, people can't do that. I go into some instructor classes, I'm confused. Like, what the hell is this person doing? I can't keep up. And they have a really good coordination. I'm like military. Like, like, like I can watch you and copy you to the beat. Like, I'm, I'm militarily accurate. Hey, yo, is that even a word? Militarily? And my, my ability to follow and, and take direction. But sometimes I can't, and it's not a reflection of me it's a reflection on the instructor they made it too complicated it's freaking hard and you can't keep up and if i can't keep up your average person isn't going to be able to keep up you have to cue you have to put direction and you have to keep your choreography simple now the final point the final point that i'll make and it's about preference i get that this is a preference but Zumba itself illustrates and they say you should face your class. Oh, I know this one is going to get some people going. Every time I put a Facebook post about this, people lose their shit. Now, this is good practice in all formats. In kickboxing, in strength, in Zumba, in Pilates, whatever. You should face your people. That ass, bruh, on the real real, I don't understand how people do that. Not for extended periods of time. That just don't make no sense to me. Why would you have your back turned to the participants? Why would you have your back turned to them? Turn around and look at them. This is very important. I, I think it's so important to make the connections. To, to connect with the participants. Sure, you can use the mirror. Turn around once in a while. Face the mirror for a moment. Use the mirror to make eye contact with people, whatever. But then turn back around. Turn around, bright eyes. I feel that you should be 70 to 80% facing the class. And at most, 20% facing the mirror. If even that much. I've hardly ever faced the mirror. I start everything on the left foot which is your right foot facing me. And that's how we work. That's how it should be. That's how Zumba instructs you to teach facing your participants. Mind you, this is just my advice based on my experience and stating some facts about Zumba's policy regarding the mirror. Again, I know it's a preference thing. Some people prefer to stare at the mirror and they learn that way and that's cool. Do it for a second and turn around, face the people. If you happen to be a mirror facer, start facing your people 30% of the time. Look at here, friends. 30% is better than zero. You gotta start somewhere. Make eye contact. Go in with them. Get in front of them. It's very simple to do. It's not a hard thing. Just reverse your movements. I reverse the movement. If I did the left foot just now and I turn around and face the mirror because I'm feeling frisky and I want to, you know, show a transition, then I repeat the left foot. Very simple thing to do. And I know some of y'all are really nice people and you're great instructors and you face the mirror and I don't want to crap on you. That's not my objective. I hope I'm not even sounding preachy because all I'm trying to do is spread the knowledge. This is my opinion and you're free to disagree and come up with your own opinions. You know, I was taught to face the people and it makes sense to me. You know, it's just logical from an instructor standpoint to turn around and face your class. I feel really weird for those few seconds that I turn my back on the class. In fact, it almost feels like I'm being rude. I'm turning my back on you. I don't do it very often and I don't do it for very long. Again, it's a preference, but the standard as per Zumba 
is to face your class. I think you should. And if you don't and you continue not to, I, that's cool. That's your prerogative. I'm not trying to crap on anyone. I'm just saying, you know, you probably should try to face the class. In any case, those are five things that I believe make a good Zumba instructor. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Use the comment section and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for your time and I'll see you on the next episode. You are listening to the NYC Talking Podcast, www.nyctalking.com. Please like NYC Talking on Facebook. Please follow Angel R. Talk on Twitter and Instagram. We are NYC Talking, the realest lifestyle blog ever. Thanks for listening.